A type of evil that the law was meant to constrain. That is part of the 29-page ruling that was issued late Friday by Sangamon County Judge Raylene Grishow about mask exclusion, vaccine, and testing mandates at schools on children and teachers and staff. That ruling coming out late Friday and a lot of back and forth over the weekend with school districts scrambling to find out what it meant for them. Also, the governor trying to get an emergency appeal and a stay. Have yet to see that transpire, but uh, definitely will make for a a fascinating uh, couple of uh, legal maneuverings that are going to be happening over the next few days, if not weeks. Uh, But what does all this mean? Uh, Joining us right now is the attorney who brought the challenges against the governor's mandates. One challenge, 700-plus parents against 145 school districts, the governor and state education officials. Another one dealing with vaccine and testing requirements for school staff against 22 school districts, the governor and others. Uh, So uh, all of those uh, seem to, uh, to be on hold now, those mandates, those uh, requirements that your kids be forced to wear a mask in school or be excluded from school for possibly being in contact with a COVID-19 positive case. Also, the uh, the uh, vaccine and uh, testing mandates for certain staff as well uh, being blocked. But what does this mean for the, the larger population? Is it just for those students who are impacted by the lawsuit? Is it just for those staff that are impacted by the lawsuit? Or did the uh, judge striking this null and void essentially mean that, uh, as she said in her ruling, all the districts now can govern themselves accordingly? To talk more about this in some detail and to find out how this is going to transpire over the next few days, Attorney Thomas DeVore bringing that case. He joins me now on the WMAY Morning News Feed. I'm Greg Bishop. Tom, thanks for taking time with us this morning. How are you doing? I'm well, sir. How are you? Not too shabby. So let's go ahead and get into this. Uh, we've got the case that was uh, uh, decided late uh, Friday. Uh, what are you finding out uh, from your uh, um, uh, from your your clientele as to uh, how they're uh, they're going to be approaching this uh, starting today? Well, again, there's a lot of moving parts to this, Greg. I think what's important first and foremost to start talking about is that. There's 146 school districts in the, let's call it the parent case, and 21 in the teacher case, but there's an overlap, and there's only two extra school districts in the teacher case that aren't already in the parent case. So there's 148 total involved in those two cases combined. And over the course of two days, Greg, from Friday at 5 o'clock until yesterday when we all went to bed, our count has us pushing 200 school districts across the state that went fully mask optional district-wide, which is not required by the court's order, certainly for school districts that aren't in this lawsuit. Uh, and, and over, you know, again, we're pushing 200 of them. I think that's the, the conversation, one of the conversations, because that's, you know, the, the governor's marginalizing my client's position to the fringe minority has just been completely destroyed over the last two days. So what does this mean, though, uh, when it comes to those districts that uh, are still going to have mask mandates in place? Because uh, we do have those districts, including the Chicago School District and several others uh, who've said that they're going to still require masks. Are they violating the, uh, the the judge's order here? Technically, they are not. Uh, again, this is, this is an interlocutory order. It's a temporary order. Her language is very strong, and I think that's why a lot of them relied upon that language in making their decision. So so they're not violating her order as it exists today. But what they are doing, Greg, and what their lawyers have been telling them all weekend, which is why you've got 200 school districts 
uh, give or take, that have went fully mask optional, no vaccine testing program. What they're telling them is that Judge Grishow's order, if it carries the day and it remains the law through the appellate court, that what they're doing right now, even though it doesn't violate her order, it could end up being illegal and a violation of people's civil rights because you now are knowingly doing something that she says is a due process violation. And if they continue to do that and that remains to be the law, they could be exposing themselves to pretty significant uh, civil rights claims. And so that's why a lot of these school districts are switching to mask optional. And they probably think that's the best policy for their district anyway. And let's just, I mean, reiterate mask optional means masks can still be worn. Uh, if the teacher chooses, if the, uh, the parent of the student chooses to have their kids go to school wearing a mask, that's still allowed. Uh, and the judge also in the ruling Friday, Tom, uh, said that uh, you can also require masks if you have due process. Um, one thing, Tom, one thing I found interesting is just the, the the vast number of people who on social media seeing all of this news, they don't necessarily understand what due process is all about. You and I have talked about this uh, practically every time I've had you on. Uh, encapsulate for us what exactly this due process is. What it means, and again, it's the way that the law is written today, Greg. Due process is twofold. It's one, what does the law say today? And if that what the law says today is not adequate, there's another due process that says the legislature can change that. Okay, And so the due process in the context of what the law says today is that if an individual citizen is going to be required to wear a mask or they're going to be excluded from a particular building like a school, and they don't think that that is necessary in order to protect the public health because they're not a health risk, they have a right to object. And that due process means that they can go to court. They can have the judge decide whether or not this governing body is acting accordingly and properly. I mean, that's all we've ever been talking about is that due process. And the governor's been trying to take that away from people, which is one of the few things I think the judge was talking about when she made her evil comment. We're talking with attorney Thomas DeVore. He brought the uh, lawsuits on behalf of parents and staff suing the governor and a bunch of school districts over mask mandates and vaccine or uh, testing requirements and uh, a lot of uh, a lot of questions for school districts to to deal with as they approach all of this. But of course, the governor over the weekend filing uh, an emergency appeal, uh, saying that the grave <laughs> consequence. Uh, from the misguided decision, Tom, I'm reading to you here his quote. He said, the grave uh -huh. consequence of this misguided decision is that schools and the districts no longer have sufficient tools uh, to keep students safe during COVID-19, and it threatens communities, he said. This shows yet uh -huh. again that mask mandates and school exclusion protocols are essential tools to keep schools open and safe. We've had school districts have mask mandates uh, or mask optional policies all school year, Tom. Have they, have they had significant uh -huh. problems? Zero. That's the, there's, a, there's a few things I'd like to pull out of there, Greg, please. One, more of the conjecture and the more of the, the political propaganda of the governor. There is no such thing, and listen closely, there is no such thing as an expedited appeal of a temporary restraining order. It, is not, it does not exist in the law. An appeal of a restraining order has a timeline, and it happens pretty quick, but you don't call it an expedited. He's saying that to try to get people – you know, whirling about, oh, I'm going to be an expedited appeal. It doesn't exist in the law. But as to your next question, yes, I have school districts that have been mask optional all year, Greg, all year. And they're 
positivity rates are no different than the rest of the state. And that's important because I want people to watch. And I said it yesterday. Watch what happens over the course of the next week or two, assuming that these school districts stay mask optional. In my opinion, you're not going to see surges in positivity across the state and the school districts. If we see that, we'll talk about what we think the legislature should do. But when the governor says we don't have, we're taking away the tools, he doesn't get to decide what the tools are, Greg. That's the whole problem. The legislature decides what the tools are, and the law that I said applies and the governor or that Judge Grishaw agrees, those are the tools that the legislature created. And if they're not adequate and they're not sufficient, they change it. He doesn't get to ignore it and create fiat that he thinks is necessary. That's what this whole case is about. Attorney Thomas DeVore with us. Uh, a few other things here definitely need to get to. Um, if you have a, uh, a, a, a client who has a kid uh, told by a school district they have to wear a mask or be uh, kept from school, or if you have a client who has a kid that's told to keep uh, from coming to school because they were uh, around a suspected COVID-19 positive case, uh, what's, the, um, um, what's the process there for holding the school accountable? And I've seen the correspondence from almost every school district that I was busy yesterday, and they're all going to respect my clients. I've only got one school district that's trying to be coy, and that's the Chicago Public School District, of course. I'm going to file a contempt against them. But in general, if they do anything like that to my client, I'm going to seek a contempt violation with the judge against not only the Board of Education, but whatever principal or superintendent is trying to do that. And so I'm going to file that this morning against the Chicago Public School District because they're inappropriately and, and, you know, trying to be, I think it's in bad faith, to be honest with you, saying that it doesn't apply to them and that it's ridiculous. But any other school district that wants to try to play that game, and I don't think they will because I've seen the correspondence from the other 140-something, uh, I'll do the same thing. Tom, what about uh, all of those parents? Uh, and I'm sure you've got uh, tons of emails uh, and, and, and messages via social media uh, who want to join this case or do another case. What's the status of the parents two case and any other uh, future cases stemming from all of this? That's a good question. The parent two case, Greg, uh, I, I started laughing last night. The attorney general on behalf of the governor filed a motion for substitution of Judge Grishel. <laughs> you know, these guys have no shame whatsoever. They're, they're, they're political gamesmanship. They don't even hide it. So uh, we'll worry about that in a little bit. But as far as parent case two, uh, we'll see what happens with this appeal. This appeal may remedy all of this, Greg. But, but I could probably, if I wanted to right now, I could get another two or 300 school districts, parent groups from school districts across this state, and file a third parent case. But I'm not going to do that, you know, because it's not necessary today. We're going to wait and see what the appellate court says about all of this, and they may put an end to it. And, and I think it's important to say, too, regardless of the appellate court and the TRO and that stuff, if these school districts will just continue to do what they're doing, this is all over with anyway, Greg, because think about all of these school districts that almost 200 of them went mask optional, no vaccine or testing policies district wide. There's no court order requiring them to do that. But yet they're doing it anyway. So if they'll just keep that courage, like a, they're, you know, Morton and them up north that are saying, we're done with all of this. We're going to go after ISB because we don't think you can do this. If our school districts will just stay the course like they've started this weekend, this is all over regardless of the court case. 
Tom, something else, too, is uh, the governor's executive order's most recent uh, uh, 30-day disaster proclamation expired Sunday. Uh, I just pulled up his website where he has all these listed, and I don't see a new one. Do you have any indication that he's filed a new order? That uh, uh, And if he does file another order that says masks are required in schools, what does that ultimately mean? Well, he did file, Greg. I, I haven't seen the, the, the – and you're right. They're not on the website because I think they're scrambling. Uh, you know, I saw an article from John Kerr up north, the emperor has no clothes. I thought it was kind of funny, uh, but they're scrambling. So it's not on the website, but I do have a copy of executive order 2022-005. I don't have a copy of the disaster proclamation. And he issued that uh, executive order, Greg, on the, and, re, and you know, reissuing all of his prior orders as he does for the, the ones that we're talking about today. The, he issued that about an hour before, the best I can tell, the judge issued the ruling. But it's still invalid, according to her ruling. It doesn't mean anything. But but as to the disaster proclamations, you're right. And I'm thinking about, regardless of what we're dealing with now, I've got several clients and I've got a ton of lawyers across the state who all of a sudden want to join in, which is great. I think we're going to bring an action on these disaster proclamations because the courts have started to talk about and, and people are seeing he's just – changing the numbers and reissuing these things, it's crystal clear now that he's just playing this serial proclamation thing into the ground, and I think he's completely disregarding the deference that the appellate court in the Foxfire case gave to him. I mean, he's not even pretending anymore. He just changes the number of cases and continues to rule with these disaster proclamations. We're going to bring that to an end, too. Attorney Thomas DeVore, greatly appreciate you taking the time with us, and uh, I'm sure you're going to be pretty busy over the next uh, few days, if not months. Uh, so we'll definitely stay in touch and uh, find out what the latest is. All right, be safe Call out me there. anytime, sir. Have a good day, Greg. You too. It is the WMAY Morning News.